My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your son, so that your son may glorify you, just as you gave him authority over all people, so that your son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you, with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belonged to you, and you gave them to me, and they kept your word. Now they have everything you gave me is from you because the words you gave me to you have given to them, and they accepted them, and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but the ones you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I will no longer be in the world, and they are in the world, while I am coming to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So our lives have been put on pause. They've been changed. What we may have considered our normal cycles, our predictable normal patterns, could now be called abnormal, unpredictable, sometimes scary, sometimes sad. Things are different. Today's gospel, Jesus and the first disciples, they were having some difficult times. Things were different. Things were scary. Their regular lives were about to be put on pause, were about to be changed. And Jesus, in this gospel, it was his final prayer before the night he was to be betrayed. But even with all that chaos, he found time to pray and to glorify the Father. And he was preparing his disciples for their physical separation, their distancing. And the message that he left them is something we really need today is that there is a better world beyond this temporary world where God's glory and love live forever. And we have the promise that Jesus gave us of eternal life. Well, we're about to end the Easter season in our church, and next week we have Pentecost. Father Ron Roheiser, he writes about the cycle of life and the five moments. Good Friday, where life is lost. Easter, where new life is received. And the 40 days, where the disciples adjust to the new presence of Jesus. And the ascension, which we just celebrated, is where they let go of Jesus. 
And Pentecost is when they receive the Holy Spirit for a life they now will live. From Lent this year till now, haven't we seen a lot of that? We've seen death, we've seen grief, loss, letting go. Front page of today's New York Times, they took some of the names, about 1% of the people who have died from the virus, and just put a few words after their name, what they brought to this world. We've seen so many souls depart this world to God. We've seen much suffering and loss. Physical separation has cost loneliness and distance from one another. The loss of physically being with our coworkers, our teachers, our sports teams, our classmates, our neighbors, our parishioners, we miss all of those personal relationships with one another. Peggy Noonan has been writing about the pandemic uh, every Saturday in the Wall Street Journal. Every week she gives a different perspective as we go through this. And here's what she wrote yesterday. She said, chances are we'll be okay. How could we not shut down for two months out of concern for people become sick, something that's never been done. We'll look back on it, however it turns out, with a certain wonder. And now that we're not as busy, introspection has knocked its door and settled in. She writes about two men with families, and they share their stories, and they're surprised that they can't believe that their college-age kids are home again. I can identify with that. I think a lot of us can. Our adult children are back with us. But what these guys really found moving was that they're having dinner every night and they're playing board games. And they're so grateful, they had no idea it was possible to have that kind of relationship with their adult children again. And it's made them so happy and that it had been missing from their lives. People have been reviewing their lives and they're saying, not only what's important, but what makes me happy, but more importantly, what am I designed to do? Wondering about paths not taken. People are thinking about their religious faith, or lack of it, about their relationships. Phone calls have been longer. Love is more easily expressed and the lack of love more admitted. It's been a dramatic time, and we've applauded together for the first time those jobs that have kept our towns up and operating, from nurses to truckers, and we've rethought not only what is essential, but who is important. I know for all of us that transition is hard, it's messy, it's difficult, and I think that we all wish we didn't have to go through some of these changes. But in an uncertain time, there is transformation. There are many blessings. And promised with Easter and with the Holy Spirit, new life. God's grace. God's wonder. I personally have seen Jesus glorified among many people 
And they may have been masked, but that love that they had inside was not hidden. It's been a sad time for us here at the parish where we can't have wakes at the funeral homes and at, at the church here. And people have missed that. But yesterday, I was able to lead a gravesite service over in Weymouth for Dick Doyle. And people showed up really just through word of mouth at the gravesite. They were all distanced, but united, family and friends showing their love for the grieving family at the cemetery. The family didn't expect it, and they were overwhelmed with that support and love that neighbors and classmates from Boston College and people from their lives and people from Dick's life showed up just to pay him respect. We see the love and support of the front lines, the doctors, the nurses, the grocery and delivery workers, by just the simple hearts and the signs of hope around town. There's been a lot of drive-by celebrations that are happening everywhere. And I think before the virus, these were random acts of kindness. Now, People are showing more intentional love, more intentional acts of love and kindness. And we see gratitude for what we have, <clears throat> but also for what we miss, what we don't have available to us. I know it pains many to not have the Eucharist, the sacraments. People are missing them. Uh, Father, I, I, I know that you, you are so um, in awe the fact that people want the sacraments and they seek them and we're inspired that you want to receive them again. We see the appreciation for this virtual mass and people are reaching out with social media, prayer groups, and rosary online. I joined a virtual uh, evening prayer group with some priests and deacons every night. And these are all ways that we've remained connected. So what is our faith message in all of this? This can be a time of a simpler, more intentional, deeper appreciation of God's wonder in our lives. Or do we go back to the complicated, less loving, less thoughtful lives that we had before? When we're on a mission of love, God is glorified in us. It's that simple. When we live love, we live a life that glorifies God. So I end with a quick story. Back to Peggy Noonan. Back in March, when she was adjusting to her new life in New York and all the changes, here's what she wrote. Man, what a time. Here is a real life moment. I have to go out to the bank more often because I run low on cash. Everyone is tipping around Manhattan $20 bills. So I walked over in full regalia, my 995 mask, my sanitary gloves, my high neck coat and scarf. And as I walked home, I passed by the 90th Street Pharmacy. And I looked into the shining windows and saw Habdub and Barbara at the counter. They're the workers at the pharmacy. I felt so grateful for them. I knocked on the glass 
they looked, and I drew myself up and threw a full military formal salute to them. And then exactly at that moment I thought, oh no, the mask, the gloves, they won't recognize me. But they did, immediately, and we laughed and we applauded one another. How fiercely we love people we don't know we love. I woke up this morning to a garbage truck. Looks like this old horseshoe's done run out of luck If I came home or would you let me in Fry me some pork chops and forgive my sin Surround me with your boundless love Confound me with your boundless love I was drowning in a sea, lost as I could be, when you found me with your boundless love. Sometimes my old heart is like a washing machine, it bounces around till my soul comes clean. And when I'm clean, hung out to dry I'm gonna make you laugh until you cry Surround me with your boundless love Confound me with your boundless love I was drowning in a sea lost as I could be with your boundless love If by chance I should find myself at risk of falling from this jagged cliff I look below and look above I'm surrounded by your boundless love surround me with your boundless love confound me with your boundless love I was drowning in a sea, lost as I could be when you found me with your boundless love. You done found me with your boundless love. You surround me with your boundless love. 